Hi. Oh man, that is a very different hi. Not what I'm used to. I I wanted to change it up today. Just swapping it around, huh? Yeah, you know, gotta do what I gotta do. <laughs> keep things interesting. Gotta keep you on your toes. You do. You gotta keep me and the listeners on our toes. Of course. That works. That's my job. Yeah. You do all the research. I keep people on their toes. Naturally. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do all the research. I just find multiple things. Okay, Miss 12 Links. No. Like, yes, right. usually I'll have like 12 tabs. Three open. or above. Yeah, yeah. Got that three Y'all, plus going. I am such a slacker. You know, I just realized updating the web page that Sarah always has three or more links, and then I just post my puny one, and it's. And there at least one episode where you have more than one link. I think there's at least one or two that you have like two or three links. Well, the last one uh, that we did, the Alaskan Triangle, I had a, a grand total of two. Look at pretty- you go. <laughs> so I put them at the bottom of your huge list, and I didn't separate them. I just put it all together <laughs> to make it look <laughs> exactly. It's just a paragraph so, of links. <laughs> exactly. So I was pretty. I was pretty pumped about that. Oh, so. that's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how was your week? Uh, I was going to ask you first, but you beat you beat me. Um, oh no, no, it's, go it's for fine. It. It's fine. My week I think was, you should go for it. No, my week was fine. It was long. Like the days were long, but the week was short. Like it went by fast, and the weekend, like. Damn tra- time travelers. Like, where did my weekend go? Yeah, the weekend went by fast. Although I'm just starting my weekend, so. Yeah. Well, I got to hang out with Stephanie yesterday, and we had Ooh. lunch. And then we went, and we got Manny's. Oh, so pretty. And Petty's. <gasps> oh. And it was her time. first time ever getting a manicure. Wow. First time ever. Did, did she like it? Yeah, so she sent me a picture this morning, because she was afraid that acrylic nails would not hold up to daily farm chores mm-hmm. and she sent me a picture probably an hour ago saying they survived and it looks like she just got them done like they look beautiful good for her yeah, so she's very much enjoying them good um outside of the man like trying to shave her cuticles off and he like got one of her fingers so the skin on one mm. of the tips of her fingers is kind of raw but even then she's still talking about how she's gonna go back and get them filled and recolored so Wow. Mark that as a win. You have converted another yeah. one. And then we went to TJ Maxx and spent ungodly amounts of money. Well, I mean, you have to. Yes, you do. There's just... And I got these, look at that. I got these <gasps> cute little picture frames for my desk at work. Well, those are adorable. And you just put the picture in and it's magnetic. It's magnets? Yeah. Oh, my God. So, look at me go. That's way cool. And I got new bras because that's always important. Well, yeah, yeah, you gotta have those. Well, uh, well, my weekend just began. I mean, Uh, how was your week? (laughs) My week was awesome. And it's it's Sunday evening. (laughs) It's Sunday evening, but I have Sunday, Monday, Tuesday off, so you know. Uh, but I feel like our listeners have gone through this trip with me, and I was just so excited when I found out that I had to message you. So I feel like it's only fair to let our listeners know that it is official. We have gotten all the acceptances and all the approvals, and we are going to sign on our house on Tuesday. Yay! Yay! And then what's the process from there? Move in. Yeah, but you still have to pack your other house, yeah? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, you got to give the seller time to pack and, and move out, so... 
the weekend that this actually comes out is when we will be Moving. loading up the U-Haul and heading on to our new destination. Your new home home. My new home home. Oh. I have a home. I'm a homeowner. That's exciting. <sighs> it I'll was such a long. I'll have a housewarming gift. <gasps> I'll think about it. It okay. might not be the month. Like it won't be next weekend. I'm so sorry. That's but fine. That's fine. I'll think of something nice. You know, it'd be really awesome if you could just take some leave and come see me in yeah. my house. So I was trying to debate if I should go home for Thanksgiving or if I should go home during Christmas. The only downfall of going home for Christmas. Is more than likely if the weather patterns continue in the great way that they're continuing, that means driving home in snow and ice. I don't know if I want to do that. So I might come home for Thanksgiving. And if we do, then I'll have to make a route to. But that'll be in the height of fucking hurricane season. So there's no avoiding weather or. I mean, just come on. If we get stuck in a hurricane, at least we'll be together. Yeah, we'll party. podcast about it. We'll do it like exactly. the Southerners do. Just fucking stand out with our flags. Oh, yeah. No. Watch that motherfucker whip. <laughs> and nay nay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's It'll be good. It'll um, be good. But I'm, that's what happened. So, and so we're, we're homeowners. Exciting, though. We have a home. I'm so glad. I'm actually going to. See oh, it on Monday. And he I finished still have... the construction stuff that he was supposed to do or mm-hmm. whatever? Yeah, good. Yeah. And the house actually appraised for more than what we paid for it. So we're going in with some equity. Oh, that's exciting. I know. I'm so excited. Oh, that's so exciting. <sighs> oh, that's so exciting. And probably nerve-wracking and stressful because you still have to oh. do the moving part. But Yeah. No, I think the, the moving part because, I mean, I was pretty much – trained for this my whole life yeah, yeah, the moving part. <laughs> <laughs> no. so that part is not going to be stressful the stressful part is to actually get there sign the papers and just know that it is actually all done and yours and mine it'll be mm-hmm. yours and Eric's. And, and I just want to hug it I don't know how you hug a house maybe uh, just you open the door and kind of awkwardly like one leg up one leg up just kind of try to reach the other side yeah <laughs> that should work <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm uh I'm not I'm not nervous about the actual move part. I just want to sign the papers, get my keys and then I want to go sit on a beach. Yeah. Because I mean, why not? I'm I'm there. Yeah. Well, that'll be exciting. I'm so excited for you. I get to decorate and I get my own office yeah. and my own podcast studio. And that state is my old stomping ground, so well, come on. I'm sure it's all changed now. It's been years. so. It will probably wiped out. I mean, I know that the years. town we're moving to was actually wiped out, too, by the big ones that come through there. Yeah. So, but, I mean, they've done really good rebuilding, and I'm sure it's not the last time it will happen, so. It won't be. But. Yeah. yeah. So. How about video Yay. games? Have you been playing? Um, I actually played a little bit. I meant to get on because they've got these like uh, daily endeavors now, which is like a, another form of, I guess, currency for the store. Okay. Um, which is kind of fun. <clears throat> um, but I really, we discussed D and D 
playing Dungeons and Dragons, but I, I don't know. We haven't. We do have one of our friends is a complete nerd about it and just so excited that. You're interested. That we asked a question about it. <laughs> yep. That's usually <laughs> how they are. So, and he actually had never seen uh, Big Bang Theory. So we had to show him Big Bang Theory where they're playing Dungeons and Dragons. And he was like a fucking kid at Christmas. <laughs> like, so excited. Isn't that the episode where... Um... Well, they have two episodes where they're full-blown into D&D. Yeah, but there's one episode where... What's his fucking name? The really Sheldon? Tall... Yes, Sheldon. Thank you. Mm-hmm. The main character. I that know, every- I was like, <laughs> blanking, blanking, there is a name <laughs> attached to this person. I can see his face. Um, where he, set, like, he's the dungeon master, and then he, like, ruins the whole game because Santa Claus screwed him over. Yeah, he's yeah. not the dungeon master, but they, like, I guess they get to the end of the game or something. They actually find Santa, and then he, like, yep. kills everybody and yeah. then <laughs> throws the key away, and everybody's like... Are you kidding me? Yeah. So yes, that is actually a very funny episode. <clears throat> yeah. So we let Zach watch that, and he was like hooked. I said, "You got to start from season one, episode one. That's and go through. You'll have to rewatch this episode, which I'm sure you'll be okay with, yeah. and go. So nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, video games for me. Uh, still playing WoW, even though the news is not looking good. Um, okay, well, I'm sure most of the gamer community that plays Blizzard Activision games are well aware of the lawsuit going on in the state of California against Blizzard. Why? Is uh, that what I got a word on? Probably. It's kind of... I didn't but, read it. Um, there's been a lot of toxicity in the workplace, a lot of upper management doing things they shouldn't, sexual harassment, and one of the girls killed herself on a trip with one of the, like, yeah... So all these stories, of course, are surfacing, like why they weren't handled back then, who knows, or if they were, it's whatever. But there's a giant lawsuit. Needless to say, I sold my stock in that, oh. not playing that game. Well, yeah. Like the day after I sold it, it was already down $10, so. Wow. Not playing that game. Um, but we're still, you know, we're still playing WoW. Um, it's just, we've played it for so long, it's hard to move. Not play. And yeah. not only that, but a lot of the streamers and like the bigger gaming community that have Twitch streams and all that good jazz are saying like, even if you straight up boycott it, you're not punishing the upper management anyway. You're hurting those that are actually there for their career and to enhance and, you know, so we'll continue to play it until it either one just dies because they're no longer doing anything with it or it continues on and the player base just kind of goes to nothing. We'll see how it unfolds. Uh, And then, Whoa. Uh, the whole Final Fantasy ordeal. I'm still trying to get in. So many of my friends play it, and they're all on different servers and shards and whatevers. So trying to find people to play with is difficult. Mm-hmm. It's like one of my coworkers wants me to play on his server, and the people we play WoW with that play Final Fantasy want us to play on their server. And then we have another group of WoW friends that play on a different server, and they're split amongst other servers, and I'm like... <laughs> until they have cross realm ordeals excuse me then we're not that it's just not gonna happen yeah but you should just um i think it's level four. go to your own server and make them come to you at, at this rate maybe we'll see so yeah yeah excellent excellent excellent, excellent. 
Other than that, I have a week's, I still have the same amount of homework I had last weekend. Oh, okay. I touched it. Yep. I did get my CEUs done in time and I paid my dues. So Eric yelled at me the whole time. Maybe next year we don't wait so long. I was like, well, I've got two years, so I have to get 36 more. So well, maybe next time. year you can do them for me. Shut the fuck up, Eric. Right. Yeah. I, I told him all you got to do is watch this video and pass the test with 70. Yeah. That's it. That's all you have it's to. only two hours long. You'll, you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell me how to live my life. I'm an, an adult woman. He made a very valid point. I do this every time. And I said, I don't know why you think it's going to change, but. Yeah, it's like I told my mom yesterday, I've illegally changed my middle name to Procrastination. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, yes. We should start a club tomorrow. <laughs> the Procrastinators Club. I like I like your deal. <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> and then I have three paddles to wrap or finish Ooh. wrapping. So. That's fun. Yeah, considering I've put them off since my vacation, I think it's time to send them off. My uh, my legs are feeling pretty tight from doing those uh, squats. squats. Mm-hmm. I need to go on and mark the ones I did. I did not do the rest day ones. Probably should have. I didn't either. Yeah. And I think I didn't do the one after that either. <laughs> so I may have to. You'll have to do that one after this and then do the other one in the same day like an hour later. Yeah. Just catch up. And I have then to get caught up. Get back on it. It doesn't take that long to do. Like they don't no. take that long to do. It's just motivating and mentally prepping yourself to do it. Yeah. I've added for those as well. Who, uh, who don't know what we're talking about. We are doing the 30 day challenge with squats, planks, and pushups. Thank you, Sarah. And Sarah added in sit-ups. Planks. Sit-ups? Yeah. I didn't get the sit-up one. No, I need to. No, I like, well, I just not. do as many push-ups as I do sit-ups. I just oh. kept it easy. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. I didn't do sit-ups. That's okay. Sarah added planks. Oh, bitch. Yeah, I need them. I hate them. <sighs> Probably as much as I hate push-ups, but guess what? I still have to do those, too. The things you do for your friends. Another note. Friends don't stab friends. <laughs> just <laughs> We're just gonna... Throw that back out there because I feel like in some of my stories, people are not getting this. Yeah, they're quote unquote <laughs> friends and yet still being murdered, old crazy granny over a coffee cup. <laughs> friends don't stab friends. They do okay. not. Uh, today is the first, technically. So, rabbit, rabbit. Back oh, to yeah, our... you do the rabbit, rabbit thing. Yeah. I know this comes out on the sixth. Yeah. Yeah, so when you hear this, you'll be about six days too late for the rabbit. Good luck, but... We'll make a post on Facebook. There you go. Okay. Ah, perfect. Welcome to... Coffee Chaos Chatter. Another episode. I'm Sabrina. We're up to 15. I'm Sarah. 15? Yeah, we're on episode. This is 15. Episode 15. I guess I should have known that since I just updated the website, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. Yep. Episode 15. We've been going strong. And we're slowly growing our fan base. Yeah. Shout out to long lost high school friend. 
Scooby Doo. Yeah. Like that was that was actually a very fun and nostalgic surprise. Yeah. Yeah. So we appreciate your your like and support and appreciate your Patreonness. And then also thanks to Tyler. Tyler, I hope you've given Sabrina your address. So no. Send you your goodies. He refuses. How are we going to send him his goodies? I don't know. I'll figure it out. I'm going to text him again. Be like, uh. Bro, we're not going to come to your house. We just want to send you your coasters and your sticker. I do know that he is actually going to be stationed closer uh, soon. Okay. Of course, we are moving. Yes. He's course. coming closer. We're moving. And I was like, of course. You're but. Like opposing magnets. Uh-huh. <laughs> Essentially, Wait, yes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Time the fuck out. Where is your coffee cup? Funny story, it's backed. What? I know. I know. Did you see we, my we eye twitch? To... My eye twitch. I did. <laughs> I did. I'll have to make it up. Next time we record, I will have it. I know exactly where it is. It's in the box that's going in the car with me. Because mm-hmm. if anything happens to anything in that box, somebody's going to die. Okay. So, oh shit. What what just happened? Really, dude? Um, so it, it's safe and I packed it because I wasn't thinking and stop. Um, that's where where it is. Okay. Anyways. Anyway. So. So. Mug is packed. That is sadness. Does your beer taste the same out of a tall blue cup? No. Oh, that's so sad too. I, I think it tastes better in the mug. Yeah, it has to. So, I, I mean, I have to drink mediocre beer because I don't have my mug. That's okay. You'll move soon. You'll get set up. You'll have your mug back. I'll have my mug back. We'll be back to the old ways. Okay. That's fine. I'll forgive you for the next couple episodes. Okay. Right. <clears throat> Good, because they're happening today. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. So, episode 15. Um, got some super secret topics that I don't know that Sabrina has managed to research. Uh, well, I mine mine is you know the norm. Traveled somewhere, somewhere creepy, hauntings, you know, ghosties. I picked my topic at two forty-five this afternoon. So two hours ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how many links did you get for that? One or two? <laughs> one. You get you get one link, but it's got two stories. So I mean, we're winning. Two birds, one stone. Let's yeah, go. That's pretty good. All right, well, uh, you're going to kick this off with your two-hour-ago story. Oh. Yeah. That's it. Oh, I'm starting the stories. Okay. Yeah, because we kind of so, did the in-tandem thing, the tandem-y thing, and uh, I did the Bermuda. Like, I started that, so it's your turn. I gotcha. Okay. okay. Uh, so, my topic is on, well, it's actually two short stories, and it's for Black Widows. Like the spider. Well, kind of. Not... What's her face, Johanna? Whatever's not the Avenger lady. Yeah, okay, okay. No. Scarlett so, Johansson. That's her name. There you go. Nailed mm-hmm. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> this is actually about women who kill their husbands. Black Widow. Oh, so I have two stories. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, let's go. Um, the second story that I read is actually going to be a surprise to both of us because I didn't have time to read it. Oh. So I just. <laughs> put it in my notes (laughs) full disclosure this is gonna be a great episode (laughs) fun 
Um, so the first story is about Betty Lou Beats. Uh, she was born in North Carolina, uh, where she suffered a rough upbringing, losing her hearing when she was three as a result of measles. Thanks, mom. Wow. Um, and dad. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Thanks, it was parents. back. Yeah, it was back in the 1960s, I think. Okay. 50s, 60s. Anyways. Uh, and claimed at the age of five, she was sexually abused by her father and several people close to her. So she had a pretty rough childhood. Yeah. Uh, when she was 12 years old, uh, her mother was institutionalized, leaving her to take care of her younger siblings. At the age of 15, she married a man named Robert Franklin Brent. Branson. Uh, after their first year of marriage, Betty, are you okay? Yes, I'm uh, fine. <laughs> what was that? I was uh, getting some fresh air. Continue. Uh, uh, okay. Okay. At the age of. Are, are you sure? Yeah. Okay. At the age of 15, she married Robert Franklin Branson. After their first year of marriage, Betty claimed the relationship was abusive and the couple separated. However, following Betty's attempted suicide, the couple reconnected, uh, but Robert left Betty again, ending their relationship for good in 1969. <sighs> this woman's a whore. That's a I hell hear. of a year to end your marriage, too. Oh, I, it's like a little segue. So, like, yeah. that it was an omen in 69, and then she yeah. turned into a, a lady tramp. Okay. Um, in 1970, uh, she married Billy York Lane. Again, Betty found herself in an abusive relationship, and during one argument, Billy broke Betty's nose. She retaliated by shooting him. That's fair. She was charged with attempted murder. However, these charges were dropped when Billy admitted that he had threatened her life first. So he owned up to his shit. Okay. Uh, the couple then divorced in 1972, so they were married for two years. Now, can we just somewhat rewind? I have a feeling that Betty's taste in men is based on her father, and therefore she's going to continue to attract and marry these types of men. Anyway, continue. Okay. I had to get that out. It was in my brain just screaming at me. I'm glad that you did, because the following year, Betty began dating Ronnie. Cork, whom she married in 1978. This marriage ended one year later. After Betty, afterwards, Betty attempted to run Ronnie over with her car. Nice. As if that wasn't crazy enough, it wasn't long before Betty married again. Oh, well, good. Okay. In 1979, she married her fourth husband, Doyle Wayne Baker. Her marriage to Baker was again short-lived, and in 1982, she moved on to her fifth husband, Jim Don Beats. Wait, what What happened to the fourth husband? Keep listening. Oh, okay. We're going to get into that. In August of 1983, Betty told her son from a previous marriage to leave the house because she intended to kill Jimmy. When her son returned home, he found Jimmy, shot to death, and helped his mother bury the body. Because that's in what the yard. sons do. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Betty then reported her husband missing. Liar. It wasn't until 1985 that evidence led police back to Betty. Mm -hmm. During the search of her property, 
police located the remains of Jimmy and the remains of Mr. Baker. Oh, the Both husband. men had been shot in the head with the same thirty-eight pistol. Okay. Two of Betty's children testified against their mother, but also admitted that they had been involved in concealing the murders. Betty pled not guilty and claimed that her children were guilty of the murders. Despite her argument, Betty was found guilty of murder and was sentenced to death. Because she had already received the death penalty uh, for who who did they? She received the death penalty for Beats, so she was never tried for the murder of ba- Baker. And then in February of 2000, at the age of 62, Betty Lou Beats was put to death by lethal injection in the Texas Huntsville unit. It would be Texas. That's right. We kill bitches. Yeah. You want to kill people, we kill you back. Now, can we just segue on this conversation? Because, like, honestly, I'm all for the death penalty. And I know that's a very controversial thing. But people argue that it is inhumane. Like, do you I want don't us? Do you want us to put them through the same thing that they put the people that I, they murdered? I them? honestly think that that's how it should happen. Like, like you want to slice somebody's throat open and murder people? Like, okay. Like, if you want to die that way, we can't. Yeah. So, like, I but then know. you got to kind of think about who would actually be the one to slice their throat throat open. Like, no. No sane person could do that. No, and, I, and that's what I'm saying. But people argue that lethal injection is inhumane. Like, how? They go to Electric sleep. terror, yes. Hanging by the neck until dead, yes. Like, fucking severing hands and arms and legs. Cool. Yeah, that's inhumane as fuck. But they're getting injected back with something then. that fucking puts them to sleep for all of eternity. So, yeah. how they is that inhumane? Even and they get a last meal. And they get to choose what they have in their last meal. And they live a whole life in prison where they have everything routinely, like, it's like military, but without the bars. Or with the bars. What is going on back there that is making so much noise? Oh, Leo's eating. I didn't know you could hear that. No, you're good. I was just like, is Eric opening and closing a door? No, the dog is eating, and then he's coming to me to show me that he's eating. Yeah, And then he goes back to his bowl to get more food. Well, that's good. At least he's eating. Why can't I have normal animals? None of my animals are normal. Have you seen their owners? Yeah, they're pretty crazy people. <laughs> All right, anyway. All right, so my second story yeah. is going to be a surprise to both of us. I don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what's going to happen. It's just going to be a fucking surprise for everybody. Are oh, you ready? So it's like a discussion conversation. <laughs> you just got it. Cut. Let's go. All right, so this is... For for uh Catherine and Margaret Flanagan. Ooh, are they sisters? Are they lovers? We don't know. We're about to find the fuck out. All right. So the Flanagan gals came to Liverpool from Ireland in the late 1800s to become landladies. Okay. They began housing Catherine's son, John Flanagan, Lodger Thomas Higgins. And his then six-year-old daughter Mary and a Patrick Jennings. Did I do this right? I don't think <laughs> so. Like this is a very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there is a lot of people that just got crammed into one sentence. Okay. 
I mean, we didn't even get an introduction or nothing. No, it's just all these people <laughs> that are randomly aged and related. All right. So all these people. Uh, oh, they're sisters. Okay. Sisters were still extremely poor, okay. even though they have all these people lodging. Well, yeah, they're poor because they have that many people. Half of them I mean, don't even don't work. See. That's crazy. All right. All right, so as they became more and more worried about their financial situation, they became aware of burial societies in the Liverpool area. A burial society was essentially a not-for-profit life insurance group. Oh, no. Uh, oh, God, here we, we go. We already know how this is going <laughs> <laughs> Crazy sisters. All right. Um, we're... Okay, so nonprofit insurance group, all members paid dues, and then the money was given out to those who lost relatives uh, to pay for their funeral services. The sisters realized that they could make money off life insurance offered by these societies if they had cheap, minimal funeral services. Yep. Okay. The first victim, oh God, here we go. All those people we just read yep. about that got crammed in. <laughs> Here we go. So family so members the, are about to die. The first victim was Catherine's own son, John. To the outside world, it seemed as though the once healthy 22-year-old boy became quickly ill and the illness had took his life. Behind closed doors, Catherine had poisoned her son with arsenic. <sighs> Catherine, well, I mean, we all saw that come in. He... Can we be? A, oh, well, this was the 1800s. Maybe she's the one that started the arsenic trend. 1800s? We don't know. Uh, Catherine collected the money from the burial society almost immediately. Because that's not suspicious. At all. It's the 1800s. They didn't know about this shit. Uh, not long after this, Margaret Flanagan became Margaret Higgins, marrying lodger Thomas Higgins. Uh, a year after the couple married, eight-year-old Mary Higgins, I'm guessing that's their daughter, uh, took ill and passed away in the same quick manner. Oh. Uh, as her housemates had two years earlier. As her housemate had two years earlier. Okay. Once again, the money was collected with some consideration, uh, disrespectful haste, only a couple months later, another lodger has died. Oh, no. This time, it was 16-year-old Margaret Jennings. Uh, this is when the suspicion grew in the Liverpool neighborhood. Yep. Only took three deaths. Yep, yep. Uh, so, what finally did the sisters in was their murder of Thomas Higgins, Margaret's husband. Higgins died after two days of sudden illness. Though the sisters and the doctors blame his drinking and attributed his death to dysentery. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. That's what you die of in Oregon Trail. Yeah. It's basically okay. shitting I, yourself to death and running out of out of water in the body. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Well that's painful. Yeah. Uh Thomas's brother Patrick was devastated and shocked to hear about his brother's death when he heard the Numerous deaths in the house. He took it upon himself to investigate. Bad idea, because yeah. now you're going to be next. <laughs> These sisters are crazy. They ain't going to let you get out that door. They're definitely killing family members. They give no no shame. No mm -hmm. shame. Zero fucks given in this household. Um, 
he asked the coroner's office to do a full autopsy. Then he contacted the police. The police confronted the sisters at a pub in Liverpool, at which point Catherine sprinted out the door, still in her funeral attire. Margaret was arrested for murder of her husband. The examination of Thomas Higgins found traces of arsenic everywhere. Uh, This prompted an examination of the other lodgers that met untimely fates with the sister. All three had traces of arsenic in the body. The uh, woman who recognized Catherine while she was staying at the woman's house as a lodger turned her in. So she ran to a friend's house and the friend turned her in. Friends don't turn friends in. I don't know. Like when they're psychotic and killing family members. You got to step in. Yeah. Well, no, it depends on who you're. But I wouldn't be psychotic killing family members. I don't think. I mean, only time will tell. Who knows? Uh, On October 16th, 1883, the sisters were charged with murder of Thomas Higgins and sentenced to death. On March 3rd, 1884, the sisters were. Oh, they were hung together. Oh, that's so sweet. They were known as the Black Widows of Liverpool. And now they haunt the area today. I'll look into that. I bet they do. I bet they do. These are fucking running around arsenicking people. Slipping it in your drinks, people. But I can understand when the city would start to get suspicious if three people died of sudden illness, but it's not spreading. Because yeah. back then, like. It would have spread like wildfire. Yeah. So I can see where that would become very suspicious. So those are my two Black Widow stories. You mean your two? murder stories yeah crazy lady murder stories i mean yeah when good good when go bad that's pretty good yeah pretty good for two hours of not really knowing what the hell i was gonna talk about and one story you didn't even read i know i didn't even read it It was a huge it was fun (laughs) we got arsenic poisoning husband's dead the sisters that got hung together. I mean, what more could you ask for in a story? It had everything. You know, short of being accused of witchcraft. Um, yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm sure that they probably twitched their nose and they're still alive somewhere. So I'm surprised that I like I wouldn't think autopsies back then would be that advanced. I'm, I mean, it was the 1800s. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I wonder if maybe they had different arsenic. I'm sure they did. But Maybe it like turned the blood orange or something or coagulated. Yeah. No telling, man. No telling. No telling. But well, that was pretty good. I'm pretty impressed. Yeah. Yeah. Pat myself on the back. Good job. With my one link that y'all will see. My one pathetic link. But I will have interesting pictures. I'm gonna have to look these people up so I can add pictures. What I lack for in links I make up for in pictures. Do you post a lot of pictures? Uh, I try to do two or three. Oh, see, like we're reversed. I usually just yeah. send you one, <laughs> one picture, maybe two. Well, you can tell you're the more intellectual one. I'm the more look at the pretty pop up pictures. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. it's beautiful. I don't want to actually read shit. Yeah. I just want to look at pictures. Most people don't either. So I feel you. You're relating to the the majority. I do what I can. Do what I can. So, what kind of where are we going today? So today. Where are, you, where are you taking us? Today we are going to Weston, West Virginia to the oh. Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. What? Oh, this is going to have proceeds <laughs> out the ass. I'm so excited. <laughs> Which is interesting because a lot of the like 
places that I read about hauntings, it's not very, there wasn't a lot. Like I have a list of some, but yeah, I didn't watch Zach Bagel Bites though. Cause I'm sure if oh. I would have watched that, I would have seen all kinds of so much more fun. rituals and hauntings of the spirits and the head with a rock or something. You know, you never know what's going to happen on his shows. Yeah, so I haven't watched it, but, you know. Evidently, they visit this place a lot, so. If I was a spirit, I would get really pissed off if Zach Bagelbites kept coming to my place of rest so he could listen to me say hi, scream for 30 minutes, and then leave. And ask me the same fucking questions over and over. He does do that. Like he does repeat himself quite often, and in different parts of the the house, yeah, place, fixture. Like I'm running away from you. Leave me the fuck alone. Yeah, the cameraman's still my favorite. Yeah, like he could hear himself breathe and get freaked out. So, anyway, so yeah. Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum constructed between 1858 and 1881. Wow. So we're going back to the 1800s. Wow. We, I mean, we both went to the 1800s yeah, and today. it's really Look funny because my story is also, like, surrounding the 1950s. So it's really strange. You and I are, like, <laughs> fucking there, man. We are there. Our All ESP right. is really good. I mean. All right. right. So this is the largest hand-cut stonemasonry building in North America, and it's also said to be the second largest building in the world next to the Kremlin in wow. terms of size. Damn, a um, lot of lunatics, huh? So I'll get into that. This is, oh, okay. this is yeah. Uh, the stonemasons that built the uh, facility were brought in from Germany and Ireland. Uh, they were brought in because of their architecture skill. And the, the doctor, the man who wanted this building to be built, believed that sunlight and windows were the key to curing mental illness. So he wanted a building with big, open, airy, sunlight windows. So do I. Yeah, don't worry. I could really go for a sunroom sometimes. (laughs) The original design was only meant to house 250 souls, and it was open to patients in 1864. So even though the time range between when it was built, the 58 to 81, uh, part of it was because they stopped construction at one point because of the Civil War and stuff. okay things in the region yeah so 1864 they started taking in people it reached its peak capacity it actually overflowed in capacity in the 1950s with over 2400 patients wow so it was never meant to reach that level of influx yeah a lot of people by the 1950s the spaces were overcrowded and the rooms and facilities that uh, were overall in a very poor condition in 1994 is when the asylum officially closed, and it wasn't until 2007 that the owners reopened the establishment to tourism and, you know, ghost adventure hunting, haunting okay. tours. Uh, the only reason they opened it back up was to get in money to keep renovation and restoration alive for this building because of its history. Yeah. Um, to this day, it still looks like a very beautiful building that could almost pass as like an, a very expensive boarding school or a very large manor house. Wow. So the okay. pictures are actually pretty good. Um, and when so it, is this like uh, Xavier School for 
the gifted, gifted children. Only yeah. this is kind of what I'm thinking West of. West Virginia School of Mentally Ill. Fuck yes, <laughs> love it. Like opposite sides of the spectrum, I fucking love it. Okay. So of course, when the asylum first opened, it wasn't a nightmarish facility. They were able to easily, you know, manage mental illness treatment, and they had enough staff to maintain the 250 people. Did they invent the straitjacket? It didn't say. I doubt it. Because I think during this time, the mental illness ordeal was a very large ongoing. Well, I mean, if, you know, you complained of having cramps, they thought you were mentally ill. Well, women back then were also treated in that manner. Like, how dare you have womanly functions? You must be off in the head. Away with you. Why would you trust something that bleeds for seven days and doesn't die? I mean, you'd go crazy, too. Yep, this is true. Anyway. Anyhow. Uh, so the building was first designed by Thomas Story Kirkbird. Kirk, Kirkbird, my bad. Okay. Um, he was a doctor and a crusader for the mentally afflicted. And later on, he was part of the reason that the American Psychiatric Association was born. Okay. So he's like one of the founders and brain brains behind that association. Good deal. Um, he built on the foundation established by Dorothy Dix, who sought to disabuse people of their misconceptions about mental illness. So basically trying to bring a different light, saying that mental illness shouldn't be treated with darkness, you know, um, yeah. restraint, force, the weird yeah. like things that they were doing back then. But more <sighs> like sunlight and fresh air was a, an effective way to treating a mental illness. Uh, Kirkbride also believed that larger ceilings, so 12-foot ceilings, bajillion windows, and ventilation that allowed for cross breezes, so that way the building was always getting fresh air, um, was the way that mental illness could be cold. Um, He also believed that the mentally ill should be allowed to roam freely, that way they could stimulate their mind and hopefully behave better and be more tolerable towards the, um, what did they call them back then, orderlies, I think? So the nurses. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that that's good right up until you uh get like a schizo Well, that's the thing. Like when they paranoia, were, you know, when they had the proper amount of patients and the proper amount of staff, like they didn't really have that many outbursts even from the yeah. more ill patients. Um I think it's because they were able to kind of have that independence and maybe in their skewed minds and reality like they also found that to be more relieving. Well, yeah. Because okay. I guess a good way to like back then, like if you're restrained and forced and like closed in a room all the time, like even as a mentally ill patient, you're still going to lose your fucking mind. Even more oh, yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, even if you weren't mentally ill, a sane person would lose their mind. Yeah. So like their theory behind it was like, I'm sure they didn't let them walk around 24 seven. Like they were yeah, still no. probably monitored. But, but it kind of gave them freedom, yeah. you know? Yeah, okay. Help stimulate the mind, get some sunlight, vitamin D, all that good jazz. Yeah. Yeah. Some fresh air. Uh, And some sunlight. Work on my team. Hey, they might have. Maybe. Reflect even. Um, The building was also built uh, built to be sustainable. So they built a farm. Uh, They built a dairy. They had waterworks, a gas well, and, of course, a cemetery because it is a hospital. Therefore, you're going to have dead people at some point. Mm-hmm. This part of the, the architecture, huh? That's where the ghosties come in. Actually, the ghosties <laughs> are in the building. 
The architecture was a design by Richard Snowden. Ooh. Oh, Richard Snowden Andrews. My bad. His whole name, of course, oh. has to be in there. Yeah, my bad. Um, Got me all excited. Thinking <laughs> we had a descendant over here. I know. <laughs> so the reason it was designed this way was so it could be self-sufficient. The less, like the patients with the lesser mental illnesses, you know, like anxiety or depression or whatever, could get out, you know, give back to the hospital, yeah. but still also feel fulfilled. Yeah. And it was also designed to make the patients feel more at home and more well cared for. By 1881, the asylum ended up housing 500 more patients than the design allowed. Uh This was due to increased mental health diagnoses. Like you said, women on their periods, all of a sudden they were mentally insane. Teenage boys jacking off in a sock. How dare they? (sighs) Of course they are mentally ill. They need to go. Oh, yeah. And you got to think of like the religion piece tied into that. No, no, thank you. Okay, that's another discussion. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then, of course, the stigma surrounding mental illness didn't help with these diagnoses. So people who were clearly fine were being put into this asylum. Even with 750 people, the building staff couldn't keep up. They didn't have enough orderlies or nurses to maintain 500 extra people. Like, they were staffed for 250, but here we are. Typical, typical, typical. So with that, with more people than they could care for, uh, the farm and the dairy area couldn't keep up with the demand for food, and patients started to decline in nutrition, or they started to suffer malnutrition. Mm-hmm. So the people that actually had mental illnesses were now increasingly more mentally unstable because they weren't getting the nutrition or the exercise or the sunlight or the space that they needed. Yeah. Things became chaotic. Sounds like it. So with that, the orderlies and the staff couldn't keep up with the cleaning and patient health. So in order to maintain care for people, they let the cleaning go. Okay. Windows. I mean, if you had to let something go. But the problem with that, though, is like cleanliness leads to healthier, leads to. That is true. But if you can't maintain both, like I guess caring for people would be your better option. So, of course, grime then covered the windows. Sunlight wasn't getting in how it was supposed to. The wallpaper was peeling or had been stripped off by mentally ill patients that were panicked or couldn't, like, thought they were trapped. Okay. They didn't have access to, you know, fresh water. They didn't have access to food. And proper bedding became non-existent. They were now cramming four to five, sometimes six people into a room, and most of them were sleeping on the floor. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, patients that were deemed uncontrollable were locked into cages out in open spaces. Oh my goodness. So wherever there was space. So of course now you're cramming actually mentally ill people into cages. Whereas people that weren't mentally ill are now in the beds. Probably should have been the other way around, but that's just me. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you want to come here take a vacation, get, there ain't nothing wrong with you. Get in that cage. I don't, I I, I can't deal with you right now. Like I can like, I want to say I can understand, because if you can't control actually mentally ill people, they were probably more violent and detrimental to themselves and everybody around them. So I don't know. That's just the whole thing's fucked up anyway. Mm-hmm. All right. Here's where the creepy part comes in. And it's not it's more disturbing than creepy because there's no ghosties. But this man called Walter Freeman, he then okay. went to the asylum, set up his own little laboratory thingy. Oh. 
Um, and he started performing lobotomies. Oh my God. So a lobotomy is a surgical operation involving incisions into the prefrontal lobe of the brain, which was believed to help treat mental illness. But the way this man did lobotomies is terrifying. Are you going to hit us with details? Yeah. Hold please. I need a drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and there was a video, like a, I didn't watch oh, it. Oh God, I, I couldn't watch it. it. Yeah, I didn't watch it. But on one of the links, there's a video, and I don't like. I didn't watch it, so I don't know if they like show him doing. I doubt it. But anyway, all right. So during his time at the asylum, Freeman performed over four thousand lobotomies, <sighs> leaving most patients with lasting physical, cognitive damage or death. Oh my God! Most of them death. He believed in the ice pick method. Oh no! Ah. You do the eyeballs. Yeah. So that involved stripping. That's my line. Yeah. God, you got my line. <laughs> Can't do the eyeballs. Right. Oh. So his lobotomy, lobotomy ice pick method involved slipping a thin pointed rod into the patient's <sighs> eye socket and using a hammer to force it to sever the connective tissue into the brain's prefrontal cortex, resulting, of course, mostly in death. And it wasn't a fast death. They usually hemorrhage no. to death. Oh my god. These poor people. I really feel like in this instance, like that should be done to him. The problem with his ordeal is he would always pick the people with very minimal mental illness. So no. it was probably mostly women on their periods. Like, regardless of who he operated on, like huh. That just gave me a headache. Ugh. Oh my god. There's not enough alcohol in my house. Like, who in the doctor realm decided this was a great Okay. Method? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I can because... understand experimenting on bodies, but you should probably experiment on already dead bodies. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Cadavers. And like, <laughs> I don't know, because every... You know, every asylum that you hear a story about, everybody tried this lobotomy thing and it never worked. So who said, oh, this procedure works and cures everybody? I don't know. I mean, clearly. I feel like this is just a case of mad scientists attempting to justify the reasons behind his practice and methods. No. He's a murderer. Yeah. He's a serial murderer. He's, He's a, a serial psycho. Killer. He's more mentally ill than the patients themselves. Yeah. He needs I'll to just go go to the front desk, get checked in. Mm-hmm. Right. Wow. Those poor people. So, with that being said, only one part of the grounds could keep up with the influx of patients, and that was the graveyard. There's a <laughs> lot of dead bodies out there. Oh, I can imagine. I wonder how, like, and they probably shared graves. Like, I couldn't imagine the graveyard being that large. Anyway, so the horrors of this building, horrors, not horrors, but horrors. Because the ice pick in the eye wasn't horror enough. uh, Of this building were exposed by the Gazette when they appeared to survey and interview the staffs and patients of the asylum. And this is when they exposed everything to the world about how patients were being treated, how the living conditions were, the lobotomies. And you would think at that point, like the orderlies and the staff were probably already on the verge of their own mental illnesses anyway. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And I was thinking about it. The Civil War was very gruesome. Mm -hmm. So how many of those patients do you think had PTSD? All of them. And considering 
PTSD wasn't fucking like coined or whatever until what 1990s like officially when was it like mm-hmm. 1990s early 2000s yeah like mm-hmm. all these guys were doing was reliving their war days over and over and over again so that's pretty shit anyway moving on and then get a nice pick in their eye <sighs> yeah. for all their to sever their all brain their... <sighs> that's so ugh. anyway i feel like he should go meet the sisters the sisters would help him out. Uh, but, My uh, Black Widow sisters. Yeah, and, you know, I'm sure his mm-hmm. spirit still rooms the, the installation. Oh, All right, oh. so on to the ghosties, which mm-hmm. this is the only part that I could find about said ghosties. More. I the believe mo- them all. <laughs> <laughs> the most known hauntings that are usually spoken about either through just tourists doing, you know, the nightly lock-in or even ghost seeker outers. Seeker outers, yeah. I love it. <laughs> Is a girl named Lily. Oh, hi, Lily. Who was born in the hospital? Okay. They say that she died at the age of nine from pneumonia, and they say oh. if you go into her playroom, you can hear her crying and laughing. Okay, that's bipolar. Yep, I get it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, there's also a guy named Jesse who died of a heart attack in a bathtub. Well, that's interesting. Okay. There are several Civil War soldiers that roam the property, which... Of course. Okay. And then there's a patient who is said to still haunt the room that he was tortured and murdered by his roommates in. Damn. So, and the article said it was gruesome, but they didn't go into detail. Okay. So it was probably a mentally unstable guy surrounded by a bunch of assholes. Mm -hmm. Either that or they were all super mentally unstable and mm-hmm. yep yep Did see that yep. i'm surprised like that's the only story you hear about that there though i'm sure there's more but those like in the couple of pages that i pulled up those were the only two that they kept going back lily was like the main focus yeah um and then i found another link uh somebody stayed overnight you know there's a handful of people and uh, they went into a room that was haunted by a guy named Jim James, I believe it was. Okay. And before they went into the lockdown, the tour guide, the tour, I don't know, because they didn't even stay in the building with him, uh, told, like, gave everybody cigarettes and said, if you do intend to go into rooms, some of the spirits like cigarettes. So if you choose to offer them some, just, you know, be respectful, say, hey, do you want this? Yeah. Um, so. Him and an, or this person and another lady went into Jim James's room. She had a very basic flashlight, or so the article says. Uh, he examined it, took the batteries out, put the batteries back in, nothing weird. And they sat down and said, you know, hey, if, you know, if you're here, just turn on the light. Um, in the article, it said that a, a little bit of time passed and then suddenly the flashlight came on. But they were both sitting huh. at least six feet away from it, you know. Cool. And then they're like, okay, cool. Well, if you're still here and you want a cigarette, turn the light off. And the light turned off. Cool. And uh, they said they asked a couple more times and the sequence repeated. And they're like, okay, cool. So they left a couple of cigarettes, you know, being respectful. Yeah. And then they went to different rooms to try the same thing and nothing happened. Okay. So the author of this article is unsure if, like, it was real or not. Like, very skeptical, but still yeah. can't explain that this happened kind of thing yeah um other than that uh it's from that article they i learned that it's four stories 
Wow. Okay. And if you do decide to do the ghost detour portion, it's from 9 p.m. to 5 a.m. Yeah, I'm good. That's a long time to be locked into a asylum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that is that is the Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. That's cool. I kind of want to go, but I kind of don't want to go. Yeah. 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 I'd be afraid because I don't want to like walk on somebody's grave. No, I think that yeah, I think you'd be okay with that. Like you wouldn't go to the graveyard. How do you know? No, don't go to the graveyard. Wait. No, don't go to the graveyard. Just look at it from the window. There you go. One of the many. One of the many. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there we go. Yeah, you got my eyes hurting. Story is. <laughs> so Craig, Craig, that was good. Yeah. Oh, good one. Go you. I just think it's very funny, like, that we both went around, like, the 1800s, 1950s. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. That's, I mean, uh, we're just fucking on point. We rock at this. <laughs> Although, you know, I just kind of came up with mine last minute. Kind of weird. It, it's it worked. Yeah. It worked. I loved it. That was fun. I may have to do that again. <laughs> it did work out pretty well. I'll, I will give you that. You did really well. Thank you. I, that was cool. That so, was awesome. All right, guys. Check out our Facebook, our Instagram, our Patreon, which we're going to start updating more. Like, it'll probably yes. be some of the same type of content that we're putting on Facebook or and or Instagram. But that way you have very various platforms to go to. Um, mm-hmm. Check out our website, coffeecastshatter.com. Everything's get, there. All, all, the all my, my one link and Sarah's six and... My six pictures and her one. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least we like keep a balance somehow. We do. It, it definitely keeps balance. The yep. website's really cool. I try to update it. Uh, I I try to update it on Saturdays. Usually it gets updated on Sunday, but all of our fun stuff is on there. And you can also find all of our links on the website as well. Yep. So. And all the platforms we're currently streaming on. But if there's one that you would like, just let us know. Send us an email, mm-hmm. coffeecastchatter at gmail.com, and we'll definitely get back to you on that. And if you have a topic idea, send that our way too. Yep. Because days like today, where I was in a panic because <laughs> I didn't have one, so you get some crazy story that I just find on the internet. Yep. And the cool thing with that is, even though Sabrina and I both have access to the email, we don't tell each other like what the topic what we're is. Doing. We usually yeah. be like, that email's mine, and then the other person doesn't read it. Or, you know, yeah, the trust factor. Yeah. Um, or one day you may just get the same topic twice. Who knows? Or we'll just make it a discussion. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, thanks for listening, y'all. Yeah, Until thanks. next week. Wait, we have one more thing. JK. We'll say congrats to your mother. Oh, congrats, yeah. Mom. Congrats. You won the contest. Congrats, Barb. Yeah, you're the only person that managed to do the majority of the steps properly. Or mm-hmm. all of the steps. I couldn't see your your tags. So if you tag people, that that's fantastic. Uh, but we will definitely get you a sticker and a coaster soon. Ooh, so congrats. Ooh. And we'll Don't do let more your dogs eat it. Yeah. Don't let your dogs eat it. And we'll do more of these giveaways in the future. Yes. All right. Until yes. next time. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.